Jesus. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is one of the great feasts of the church where we put before us for veneration the cross, the weapon of our salvation, which our great forerunner, the one who went behind the veil before us, was his instrument, his weapon, his path that he gladly took upon himself, that he mounted for our salvation. And as we spoke in the last great feast just last week for the birth of the Mother of God, this is another one of the feasts that finds throughout the Old Testament, of course, the pattern of the cross, the sign of the cross throughout all of Scripture. The Ecos uh, today during the canon made me laugh a little bit. Uh, let me read it to you and maybe you can guess which part uh, made me laugh a little bit. Laugh is not the right word. Uh, giggle is also not the right word. <laughs> the one who is caught up in the third heaven to paradise and heard ineffable and divine words, which is not lawful for the human tongue to speak, wrote to the Galatians, as lovers of scriptures, you have read his words and know. That's a nice little aside that made me go, <laughs> it's that one of those like, Whoever wrote this, I can imagine them. They're like, there are those out there, lovers of scriptures, you know, but it's also like an admonition, right? For the lovers of scriptures, you know these words. That Paul says, but God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, on which he killed our passions by his passion. Let us then firmly hold fast to the cross of the Lord, which is the glory of all of us. For this wood is our salvation the invincible trophy, the weapon of peace. As lovers of scriptures, we know, especially in the book of Galatians, where Paul waxes very eloquent about the cross as the pattern of the Christian life. As we know that we are, as our Lord tells us, to pick up our crosses if we want to follow after him. That Paul, in the book of the Galatians, where he extols the pattern of our Lord's life, that he talks about it being imprinted in his own body, that he has the marks of the cross in his body. He doesn't mean this just metaphorically. And this insight, this key, is then, of course, where the fathers will see that the cross, uh, it's not just one of these things. I think this is a common problem in a lot of theology or theology so-called that and very rightly focuses on our Lord but doesn't see all the ramifications that comes with our Lord. For example, last week the birth of the nativity. But then with the cross, uh, it also can be treated in the same way. Uh, many, they approach Mary as just Mary was just the way Jesus got into the world. And then that's it. Uh, the cross is just the way I heard, overheard this in a coffee shop years ago. Somebody asking, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? And the answer was, because it gave God the most glory. Which I thought was kind of obtuse way to articulate, uh, explain why Christ died on a cross. 
but that it is written into and that we have a veneration for the cross, just as we have a veneration for Mary, because God himself was born of her, and then God himself shed his blood, the divine blood, on the cross, so that we venerate, we, this is another way of saying worship, we think of worship and we think in modern English that only applies to God, but historically it was a broader category than just for God, but we have in English. And we have for us the sign of the cross that the church has given to us to always make upon ourselves, to remember Paul's words, but also to recall then, of course, that this pattern, the cross itself, is uh, imprinted through all of the Old Testament. Right? We went through how many examples from the Old Testament? Moses popped up a lot. Moses, Jacob, were some other ones. Aaron with the, the Jonah that there was also that uh, Jacob I believe blessed with a, his hands crossed. You have Aaron's budding rod. You have Jonah in the belly of the whale. There is, there's a beautiful icon that I found that has Moses uh, with uh, Aaron and I forget who else was with him to hold up his other hand. Her. Her. Holding up his hands in the shape of a cross and you can see down below the Amaleks being destroyed, basically, because Moses has, he's crucified, right? And if you are just reading this, like, why, what, is there like some kind of power? What's with raising his arms? But all of these things start to make sense once we actually behold the cross, once we actually see God's work in the pattern of this. The fathers talk about the cross is enshrined in as a pattern for all of creation, Height, with just this idea that throughout all of reality, the cross is with us. So let us this evening, especially as we put before us, that as we hold up and exalt the cross, especially as we remember the echo of the finding of the true cross as Patriarch Macarios lifted it up in the air and everyone cried out, Lord have mercy, that we inscribe this cross, the pattern of salvation that saved the children of Israel, that saved Jonah in the belly of the whale, that was the trophy, uh, the invincible weapon, the trophy of peace that it is inscribed in our lives, that we even inscribe it over our bodies so that it is inscribed within our bodies to the glory of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.